Hi legends, you are listening the next episode of Legend Element podcast about everyday heroes and their adventures. My name is Marketa Melonova. On our website legendelement.com you can get our very cool apparel or if you like to head to patreon.com. We'll be pleased if you become our patron. Legend of today's episode is an adventure Matt Garland. Among Matt's biggest passions belong adrenaline sports like kite surfing or snow kiting. Last year in 2020 he also learned how to skydive solo, which means jumping out of the airplane on your own with a parachute. In this episode we are going to talk to Matt about solo skydiving training, which is called the accelerated freefall course. Hi Matt, welcome to the Legend Element podcast. Hi, thank you. It's good to be here. Thank you for coming all the way. Uh, tell me, where do you come from originally? How was your journey to Australia? So I was actually born in the Bahamas and moved around a lot growing up. Um, lived with my family uh, in Jersey, the Isle of Man um, and the UK. Where I lived for about 15 years, so I, I tend to think of the UK as as home. Hmm. I first came to Australia in 2013 for one year. I did a a, a one year working holiday visa. Um, absolutely loved it. Always wanted the chance to come back. So when I did have the opportunity to come back uh, with a, a work sponsorship visa, I, I grabbed it, and that was just over three years ago. So been here just over three years now. I think Australia has the magic that it can steal your heart and then you want to stay here forever. Do you have the feeling or? Certainly when I moved here, I thought that was going to be the case. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I know last half year was special for you. Can you tell to our listeners in what way was it special? Yeah, for sure. So obviously with the pandemic, it was a bit of a strange year for, for everyone. I actually made the decision to quit my job and returned to the UK, which at the time everyone thought was was crazy. And <laughs> and as as it went on, it became apparent that the UK was actually one of the worst places to be mm. and Australia was um, actually one of the best. And so, still is. And still is, yeah, yeah. So yeah, very lucky to be here. Yeah, um, I still resigned from my job, but instead of returning home, I um, I bought a van, which I traveled around in for, for the last um, six months. Great. How did you like it? Uh, honestly, mixed. <laughs> there were things about it I loved, um, and there were things about it I I really didn't. Um, when I made the decision to get the van, mm. I I didn't know for how long I was going to be doing it, and I didn't even know if I was going to enjoy it. So I didn't want to spend loads of money on a really fancy van. So mine was um, uh, an older one. It was a, a smaller one, and frankly, mm. not suitable for for a long trip. I think for um for like a, a weekend away or a couple of weeks holiday it, it would have been perfect but for me the the magic sort of wore off after mm -hmm. a while and after months on the road I actually found myself just craving normal household <laughs> stuff you know like a a bed a bathroom a, a kitchen so I I have now uh, sold the van and ended that trip up. 
Yeah, you really are an adventurous soul. Uh, tell me, which adventure sports do you like the most? I have mentioned you are doing kite surfing, snow kiting, uh, wakeboarding, snowboarding. Which one is your favorite? At the moment, kite surfing for kite sure. Surfing. Yeah, and I actually just became a instructor. Um, nice. I wasn't. Congratulations. Thank you. I wasn't actually actively planning to do it, but I saw that there was a course running at just around the same time that I happened to be back in Sydney. So, you know, and, and again, I had the time because I wasn't working at the time. Um, last year in 2020, you went step up in your adventures. You have learned solo skydiving. Can you tell our listeners what does it mean actually, solo skydiving? Yeah, for sure. So most people, when, when they think of doing a skydive, you're usually doing a, a tandem jump when you're, uh, you know, you're, you're strapped to an instructor and and they're doing all the work you just sort of come along for the ride mm-hmm. um skydiving silo is is just you <laughs> just just you in a parachute so uh you have to do a, a course you know they don't just give you a parachute and mm-hmm. and and say off you go so i signed up to do a the, the af course which is um accelerated freefall i believe yes so it's the it's a fast track way to to get a solo skydiving license mm-hmm. and what made you to learn to do solo skydiving what was your motivation? Well, it's like a lot of people, it's something that I've always wanted to do. You know, it's, it's it, a... it was not real <laughs> on my bucket list. Yeah, I think this yeah. is like really too, too dangerous. Yeah. But maybe I'm completely wrong and we will talk about that later. So what was your motivation? Yeah, I mean, okay, so maybe not everyone is a bucket list <laughs> thing, but for me, it certainly was. However, I had no intention of, of doing a tandem jump for me that just felt like um like going for a ride on a bus yes. whereas jumping out solo that would be you know that would be driving mm. a ferrari or something you know i wanted to do it for real i wanted to do it myself i wanted to be in control of the canopy either had to be you know learning solo or or not at all um and again it, it was partly influenced by the timing with the pandemic and quitting my job because i, I found myself with the time to do it and actually the the skydiving school that I that I learned with, they actually had a they actually had a discount on because things were just starting to open up after the lockdown here. So, just a good mix of fortune, you know. Uh, I saw an opportunity to to do the course, uh, which I've been thinking about for probably ten years or so. Wow. So okay. yeah, yeah, it was always something I, I knew I wanted to do, um, and it just seemed the right the right time to do it. So you've done it. Mm. And what do you need to do to start to do it solo? What equipment do you need? Oh, you, to start, you don't need, need anything. When you sign up to do a course, you know, mm. with a proper school, they have everything there for so you. So they provide you all the They gear. provide you everything, yeah. I mean, I, I was doing it in the middle of winter and it's pretty cold at 15,000 feet, so you have mm. to bring some warm clothing. But other than that, everything, all, all the equipment is, is provided. And I think for most people, you, you typically rent equipment until you're really sure that you want to do yeah. it as a long-term hobby. I'm certainly in no, no place to consider buying my own equipment. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd like to do some more jumps, but I'm at the stage where I just turn up to a, a drop zone and, mm-hmm. and rent, rent the equipment. Because you know it's being uh, patched properly, you know it's being well-maintained, etc. So Which is so important. Yeah. Everything has to be perfect, right? For sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, to become a solo skydiver, as you mentioned, you have to go through AFF course, which is the accelerated free fall course. Mm. Uh, what are the steps? Can you describe us um, your experience? 
Sure, yeah. I can't remember specifically what each step is, but the general idea is they want to see that you have a certain skill or, or skills uh, at each stage. And mm-hmm. once you've passed it, you, you move on to the next. So the first couple of stages are, are mainly about um, making sure you do all the safety things properly, make sure you're listening to the instructions, making sure your your body position is good. Then as you get to the middle stages, you start doing um, turns in the air, like 90 degree turns, 360s, stuff like that. And then, yeah, and then and then the later skills is more things like adjusting your rate of fall. So if you're jumping with other people, you might need to fall faster to catch up or, or fall slower. And uh, how to recover if you, if you flip upside down, that sort of thing. And uh, I believe the final stage is you actually need to do a a solo jump as well so usually you have a instructor with you mm-hmm. the first couple of stages you're actually being held by one or, or two instructors as you progress through the course um, they're holding you your start hand doing, or how, uh, what are they holding, they're holding so the you, you jump in a jumpsuit which has sort of handles on uh-huh. the on the arms and legs so you you leave the aircraft uh, linked mm-hmm. as you progress you start doing unlinked exits but you, you, you may then link up in the air believe the final stage of, of the AF is, is a solo jump. So you just, uh, no instructor, just you jump out the plane and... Uh, and they are not anywhere near around you. You are really yourself over there. Yep. Yes. Okay. So you have to save your ass. You do have to save your ass, yes. That's <laughs> you. Okay. How, how was your experience? Did it go all smooth? Uh, or no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no it, did not, it did not go smooth. Tell me, this is what I want to hear. What happened? Yeah. So... It started well. The day, so the first day is all ground training. You, you know, mm-hmm. you don't go in the air. The first couple of jumps went well. Um, after each jump, you get a, a debriefing from your instructor who who also filmed it. Mm-hmm. All the instructors have GoPros on, so you you sit down, you do debriefing, look at the video, look at what you did well, what you can improve on. And yeah, the first the first couple of jumps went well. Uh, I was feeling pretty comfortable to continue mm-hmm. but I got around to stage five so roughly halfway through the program and um and I just I just lost it for some reason something affected my confidence and I kept messing up the jump it was actually the one where where you have to do a, a spin one way and then a spin the other and for some reason I, I just I just lost it I kept um getting in uncontrolled spins wow um, and I had to, I had to be uh, like a, at one point my instructor had to deploy my parachute for me because I was just out of control. And once that started to happen, I found it really difficult to to get back to to feeling confident again. Mm. Um, mm. I actually considered leaving. I don't mean quitting the whole course, but I I considered leaving, taking a day or two off, yeah. just to sort of calm down a bit and and, yeah. and come back to yeah. it and, so there was and try an again. Fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because uh, I realised I was each time I was jumping and failing, I was just getting more stressed out about it. And also, each time you repeat a stage, you have to pay more as well. <laughs> so you're not paying for the jump, but you're also paying for the instructor. Yeah, so it's becoming really expensive. Yeah, it was it was getting way more expensive than I had um, planned for. So yeah, I got really stuck in the middle. But then one evening, I had a bit of a um, <laughs> a, a talking to with myself. Uh, had a good sleep. I woke up the next day and from then on I was fine. Um, okay, Matt was back. <laughs> Matt was back, yeah, yeah. And the last few stages went really, really well as well. Tell me, how dangerous do you find 
skydiving on the scale from one to ten, when ten is the most dangerous? It's it's pretty safe. Statistically, it's it's very safe. It's I think in Australia there's something like two, on average, two fatalities every year from mm. from hundreds of thousands of jumps. So, you know, very safe. It's one of those things where you're far more likely to to be injured in your car on the drive to the drop yeah. zone than you are actually jumping. Um, I think minor injuries are more common. Like I, I, I twisted my ankle on one mm-hmm. landing. Another one, um, <laughs> I made a real mess of the landing and actually landed on the, um, uh, I landed on the the runway. So, uh, and instead of rolling like you meant to, I, I kind of panicked and put my hands out. So oh. cut cut both hands open on the um, on the runway, <laughs> and a plane a plane was coming too. And I just heard um. On the radio, like all the students have radios on their helmets so they can be given tips by the coaches. I just heard on the radio, just grab your shit and get off the runway. <laughs> um, yeah, collect your uh, skin and blood. Yeah. And just run. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so minor injuries are probably relatively common, but certainly any major injuries, fatalities, mm-hmm. is, is I, think, I think very, very unusual. Uh, tell me, what do you love? about all the experience when you are skydiving, um, skydiving what i love most about it was was actually not the not the free fall part of it it was actually once i deployed the canopy mm-hmm. and, and then just kind of flying around because mm-hmm. the piece the piece yeah because the actual the jump itself is typically about a minute long mm-hmm. um and when you're doing the the aft stages you know you're, you're concentrating quite a lot on getting the jump right so You know, not to mention you're falling through the sky at a hundred kilometers an hour. It's quite a stressful environment, <laughs> and I found once uh, once I deployed the canopy, that's when I could actually relax and start really enjoying it. Um, start enjoying the view. You can mm. fly around a bit, particularly with the, the the student canopies. They're quite big, so they move quite slowly. You might be free falling for about a minute, but the canopy ride might be five or six minutes. So you actually have mm-hmm. far longer. Yeah. flying about under canopy and I actually enjoyed that a lot more than the free fall mm-hmm. side maybe of it. Maybe your next thing will be paragliding. Actually. Well maybe don't don't put ideas in my head because I, I have seen people paragliding recently and thought hmm, hmm. that looks fun. <laughs> yeah. And what do you feel while you are skydiving like when you are staying there on the edge of the airplane and looking down and you know you have to jump out what are your feelings and then when you jump out what are your feelings describe it yeah. to me. So It wasn't really what I was expecting, actually, because I've done I've done things like um, I've done bungee jumping before, and I've done like jumping off cliffs into water and stuff, where you get that real sense of acceleration when you jump. But you d- you don't really get that when you jump out of the plane. It's an odd sensation, but you don't get that uh, stomach in your mouth feeling of of accelerating. It's it's more of a just an odd sensation and. Because, like I said, most of the time on the on the app stages, you're concentrating on something. I tend to be quite so focused on on the jump that the thoughts up to and when you leave the aircraft almost becomes a bit of a blur. Okay. Um, yeah. Like me personally, what I could describe because I have done tandem skydiving. Yeah. And uh, I was so in adrenaline rush mm. when we were staying there on the edge, looking down. And then when we made the step out, mm. all of a sudden, when I saw the airplane 
above me. Yeah. It was very peaceful yeah. to me. Yeah, but yeah. I was there with somebody. Right. I was completely, you know, giving my life to someone sure. who I completely trust, even though I don't know him. Yeah. But I think when you are there alone, it must be so different. So I, I can right. imagine it will be blurry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's also like, you know, if you're, in, if you're in an aircraft full of people or waiting to jump out, you haven't really got that much time to think too much. Um, depending on the aircraft speed and, and the relative ground speed, etc., you you might only have six seconds between the last person leaving and you and you leaving. So it all happens quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when you've got an instructor who needs to be like in the right configuration. So for example, yeah. you might be standing on the outside of the aircraft and they're holding you. So you need to get into position count the right amount of time and, and then jump so focusing on that so mm. much mm. tended to be overriding any any feelings of of like adrenaline or, or yeah. anything else yeah. at, at the time of... did you experience someone who got stuck who couldn't jump out no i think um i think that's quite unusual i think one of the instructors said something like sometimes the tandem people they get scared at the last minute but they don't really have a choice because mm. the instructor can just mm. jump yeah. out Matt, what is the scariest part about solo skydiving for you? For me, it was absolutely the plane ride up. <laughs> that was the most confronting part because you've got roughly 20 minutes sitting there in a very cramped plane and it's it's a long time to think about all the things that can go wrong. Uh-huh. Um, and if anything, it got worse once I got my license and started diving solo because when you're with an instructor... You you know they're keeping an eye on you. They're doing final little gear checks for you, but when you're by yourself, suddenly you realise you and only you are responsible for for the jump, mm. um, and and it feels like a very long time to sit there visualising all the things that that can go wrong. <laughs> all the different scenarios. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I would literally picture in my head uh, the canopy opening with a big hole in, or the lines getting twisted. Uh, everything that could go wrong, I, I was I was seeing in in uh, in high definition in my head. <laughs> mm. How much does it cost hold the course? So so like I mentioned earlier, this particular school had a sort of post lockdown discount on, which made it three thousand dollars instead of three and a half, so five hundred dollars mm. off. Um, that includes the the jumps with the coach, some uh, some meals, the accommodation. I ended up spending a bit more because I had to repeat some stages. Mm-hmm. So every time you, you repeat a stage, that sort of gets added to your bill. So, and then once I passed, once I got my license, I then bought a pack of solo jumps because I didn't want to just get my license and then leave and never come back. You know, once I got the license, I actually wanted to do some jumps. So, and how much is a single jump when you are having already the course? A single jump is. At least when I was there, it was uh, I believe ninety dollars for the jump, and much and all all equipment hire, um, and I think if you have your own equipment, I think it's more like forty. So in other words, that's what you're paying for the plane ride up. Matt, one of my last questions is: Would you like to say something to our listeners? Yeah, for sure. I think um, w- one thing I really learned from the whole experience was that sometimes things don't go as easily as you expected sometimes you will find some challenges but with a bit of a perseverance and motivation you you actually can get through things and you can you can uh surpass your expectations mm. and achieve your goals super 
And what is your next goal? What do you want to learn next? Um, that's a good question. I think I would like to really focus on the kiting for now. Yeah. Uh, in the past, I've I've tried to do so many different sports that my progression has been quite slow with all of them. So I think for now, I'd like to just um, really focus on the kiting and bring that level up a bit. Uh, Matt, we are legend element. I would like to ask you, who is your legend you know in person and why? A legend I know in person? Okay. Um, I'm going to say, um, uh, I'm going to say Alan, who is one of the KBL instructors. He's someone who... He, What is KBL just? KBL to... is, um, it's one of the kite schools and stores in Sydney. Kiteboarding lessons. Kiteboarding lessons, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Alan, he uh, he also took a career break from his corporate job to focus on on kiting, which I can really relate to. He's an incredible kiter. He's he's already at a very very high level, um, and I know he's working hard at the moment to develop some coaching and, and training for for some more like advanced level riding, mm -hmm. which is uh, pretty exciting. And I thank you so much for the interview. It was my pleasure. It's my pleasure as well. Thank you for having me. We would like to say big thanks to our listeners. Today we were talking to Matt Garland about solo skydiving training. If you want to support our show and Legend Element, head to patreon.com and become our patron. Our cool apparel you can purchase through the online store legendelement.com.